Hello, Vermont Untapped listeners. It's Mary Wesley here with a late summer update. The days are still sort of long, the sun is bright, and we're, well, we've been pretty darn busy here at the Vermont Folklife Center. People have been dropping by our Middlebury Gallery to see the Ice Shanties exhibit featured in our May episode. And we're almost ready to cut the ribbon on our new virtual reality gallery, where you'll be able to watch short films about Vermonters portrayed in 360-degree video footage. In July, we co-hosted a non-fiction comics mini-fest at the St. Albans Museum, a gathering of folks creating comics based on oral histories, historic diaries, and other non-fiction accounts of the world around us. Just a few weeks ago, the Education Department was in residence at the Fairbanks Museum in St. Johnsbury for our Discovering Community Institute for Educators. We worked with 12 teachers who learned all about documentary storytelling and using ethnographic fieldwork in and out of the classroom. Once the schools are up and running, we'll get to visit them in their classrooms all over the state to help support their projects. In short, we've got a whole lot going on. So I'm just taking a moment to let you know that our next full episode of Vermont Untapped will be released towards the end of September. Following that, we'll release one more episode in late fall and then call season one of Vermont Untapped a wrap. We'll kick off a whole new season in January 2020. Thank you for listening along with us on this new venture. If you like what you've been hearing, please make sure to tell your friends about Vermont Untapped. If you have comments or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us through our webpage at www.vtfolklife.org slash untapped, or leave us a review on iTunes. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up with other VFC news. We hope our first season has opened up some of the tiny miracles of day-to-day living as shared by the voices of Vermont's diverse residents. Remember, folk life is everyday life. Keep listening. To send you out, I'm excited to share a short audio piece that was produced by one of the teachers from our summer institute. In the course, we learned how to produce a vox pop audio story. Vox pop, or vox populi, means voice of the people, The idea is to ask a lot of people the same question, to take kind of a survey of public opinion. Our group of educators took to the streets of St. Johnsbury, digital recorders and microphones in tow, and really got to discover some things about the community. The piece I'll share was produced by Chris Dussault of St. Johnsbury Academy, and I kind of wonder if he was feeling a bit hungry when he went out to record. Whether you eat to live or live to eat, everyone has experience with food. We went out on Main Street St. Johnsbury to ask people about their favorite places to eat and their most memorable experiences with food. My favorite place to eat is Asiana House. What comes to mind is Sarducci's. Any restaurant I've ever went to, they were pretty good. My favorite place to eat is um, Bagel Depot because they have cinnamon rolls. Home because you can pick whatever you want. They have really good sushi. Oh, I've sent a lot of people up to, um, over to Riley's. I love Riley's. I recently went to Japan, and there, uh, it was the first time I ever had, like, really runny scrambled eggs, and I thought it was going to be the grossest thing ever, 
but I put it on white rice and had this weird bacon with it, and it was the most amazing thing I've ever had. Chang Thai in Littleton has food that I don't get to taste very often. Okonomiyaki, which is like a savory pancake that's a special dis- dish in Japan. And they have beautiful food, and I've sent lots of people with it. Uh, when I was small, I used to live with my grandmother, and when she cooked a, my favorite food, which was dumpling, so it was uh, really, when she made that food uh, for us, I was really happy and it was really delicious. I like hamburgers and hamburgers and And my nephew was just here from Oregon and I took him over there and he said it was one of the best restaurants from Oregon to here. Smoked Gouda, I love that. When I used to work at Rabbit Hill, you used to come in a long tube and I used to buy huge amounts of that, bring it home and just eat it because it was so good. Uh, did you ever go to Cajun? Isn't that a wonderful place to eat? We were up there yesterday. I was in first grade and I had a wiggly tooth and my dad was making chili and he didn't wash his hands before he tried to pull out my tooth for me and I cried a lot because my mouth was on fire. They put um, bonito flakes, so dried fish flakes and some nori and mayonnaise on top too and it's great. I like to go to uh, East Side. Uh, when I lived in Derby, I mean lived in Irisburg, I loved there. And the meal was catered by the east side because they used to work there, yeah. both of them. Yeah. Oh. So it was a nice meal. Oh, Riley's. Oh, I love their, their uh, french fries. They have got the best tasting french fries, even better than up to Cajun. Well, I mean, a memorable experience is that uh, there's like a diner downtown, and we went there when we first moved here, and my little brother lost his tooth eating a grilled cheese sandwich there. And Cajun has got everything that is great. I love Cajun. Oh, I just love it. Oh, well, I recently purchased a smoker and smoked my first, like, rack of ribs. Japan has such good food. I'd rather eat at McDonald's. I, I never went anywhere where I had food poisoning, if that's what you're looking for. Well, the first thing I've smoked, which was a rack of ribs, and that was pretty exciting. I haven't reached, quite reached 100, and I'm going to in a couple of years. Don't write that down. That's not memorable. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Vermont Untapped. We'll see you in late September.